Chicken. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day from a quote by Abraham Lincoln. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. It's never too soon for some good old-fashioned preparations. Welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Lance Friggin Hepler. Lance Friggin Hepler. For your listening pleasure. For your listening pleasure. And it is a pleasure. Friggin' broken. (laughs) (laughs) It's Lance's left, the one and only, Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking, looking good. Looking good. Liar. Yeah, I lie. It's one of my mini talents. Good liar. Good liar. liar. (laughs) It's one of my mini talents. How you boys doing? We're surviving. Yeah, surviving. I'm not doing good. Either. I mean, if by surviving it means like we're still breathing and not accomplishing the things that you're supposed to get done, then yeah, we're surviving. I'm not exactly sure how we managed to get together to actually record this week because it's it's all been a first disaster all, for all of us. First of all, how are you even up on like like not laying down on 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 your back, dude? I, yeah, I um I haven't left my house in five days. This is the first day, first time I've left my house since oh, Sunday. Man. Yikes. So it's Thursday. Let's call this part of the backpedal. And what the <laughs> hell happened? I, I actually don't know. I don't, yeah. What, what ended up to you, man? I, you Matt, know, Matt, Lance? I, that's, that's the question. So, I don't really know what so happened. So you're probably playing around. Something happened. No. So the whole plan was go race Saturday mm-hmm. um, at Cascade Locks, uh, Cyclocross, and then race Sunday. You know, the, Sunday is the... The costume day, it's all going to be this big party. It was a blast right, the last right. time. Out, time out, time out. Let's backpedal. <laughs> all right. The, so, Saturday. You had a costume. So, yeah. So, Saturday, not costume race, showed up, but okay. it was freaking freezing cold. It was like yeah, it was. 30 mile an hour wind gusts out yeah. there. It was sunny, but it was really cold. Yeah. And even though it was dry, the course was wetter than and muddier, stickier, thicker, muddier mm-hmm. than we kind of expected. And so it made it a little rough. I don't know. Um, I went out Friday night. I made a little pre-ride video so the teammates could see the course. Um, after that, my back started to hurt on Friday night. It like I could feel it mm. starting to lock up and go out. And I thought, what the hell? But I rolled up and raced anyway oh, on Sunday. Okay. And as soon as the race was finished, I like... I like literally rolled across the finish line, leaned over my bike, and I realized, yeah, I can't, I can't stand up straight. It's the normal leg that if is affected mm, by the back. I, I don't know. I think no. I, know, I think it's I know just, what happened. It's just my back. Just I think your, back. your white booty pants were just a little too tight for you, dude. <laughs> I was in regular kit. I wish I was in my white booty pants. So that oh. the dress up was the next day. The dress up was the next day, and you were donezo. I was donezo. I actually. Wasn't going to go out there. Knew I wasn't going to race. I knew that my race season is over. It's all good. I have had a long, very good race season. Sure. How many races again, Lance? I think I did 45 race days. 45? 45 race days this last year. I did three. (laughs) I did zero. I don't know. It was good. I mean... I won seven races and I made the podium in like eighteen races. I mean, that's that's fan- I had a phenomenal season. It all just better ratio over here. I was three for three on podium. Yeah, so. you are. You, you rock. <laughs> so, 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 like, you got off your bike on Saturday and you were yep. just like, I gotta try to get home. Yes, correct. 
Was your family, wife there or anyone no, to help? No, nobody was there. You're I was like, able to get to the van and like load up. I'm still sticking home. with the white booty pants, dude. Those were the problem because I know you were sending us all kinds of videos. <laughs> I said videos. My eyes still hurt, <laughs> but you know what? I it's, was I was so excited to race in this this outfit. I yeah. was going to be freaking hilarious. Yeah, I you were would, probably struggling to get those pants on, like oh my gosh. jarring all over the place on the ground and. Yeah, yeah could, be. could be. <laughs> anyway, Use your imagination, folks. Kind of crazy. On Sunday, so I, I obviously, I didn't do the race on Sunday. So Saturday's race, I raced the 50 plus. I barely, I think I ended up like 14th in a field of 50. Okay, that was decent for being broken, which was not bad. But um, Sunday, I didn't even like, I didn't even like leave the house. I thought, okay, I'm not going to go do this. And by right about, by about 10, 10 a.m., I realized I I need to go out there. I just need to go out there. Okay, so you didn't race. I didn't race. I Okay, I, this, I, I did not know that. I yes. saw pictures of you out there, so I just assumed Lance raced his bike out there. I did there, not so. race on Sunday. Nope. I literally, I literally put my costume on, drove out there. I'm like, I can't just, I can't ruin this. I can't. I can't the costume not, is so good. I can't not wear this costume. This is the only thing I had to wear this costume to because my kids are all gone. There's no Halloween crap come over going on house. anymore. I should have come to here. I almost came over here, but uh, I wasn't really walking. Go to Costco on it this weekend. Stay. I should have. Dude, that would be freaking awesome. So I didn't really want to miss out on the costume day, so I drove out there in my costume. You're and, limping. And I'm limping. I'm not walking very well. I practically had to get handicapped parking. So I could make it to the side oh. of the race course. Um, but it, it it wasn't quite the same this year as it was last year. Last year was a huge party, everybody in costume, um, lots of people there. It was it was like an event. It was like it was like the funnest race I did last year by far. And so I I need to I, I don't want to miss this again. However, it was colder on Sunday in Cascade Locks. The wind was blowing harder. Yeah. People, everybody took their tents down because the wind was blowing that hard. People weren't hanging out at the race, on the side of the race. They were hiding in their cars, getting out of their cars, doing their race, going back to hiding in their cars. What was the ambient temperature? Um, it felt like it was, it was 35 degrees. What the feel like of? With the feel like of like twenty seven, that's cold in the yeah. wind, yeah. And so you know, it, the course went through a big, huge mud or you know, like mud puddle where your feet would get wet, and people just everybody was freezing. So it just wasn't the same. And I actually didn't stay. I only could. I only went out and stayed for like an hour or two, enough for the team to load up all the team tents and stuff into my van, which are still in my van because it's I can't place for them. them. <laughs> just leave them in my van. So anyway, that was it. Um, I did not race. I didn't even stick around for all the races. Um, I drove home Sunday afternoon. I crawled up to my room, and I didn't really leave my room until I drove here this morning. <laughs> Jeez. It's Thursday. So, so are you taking ibuprofen? Are you... Yeah. You um, a, a plan of attack? Here? Yeah, I... This is I'm not having leg problems. It's just lower That's back good. pain. So I know this is this is one of those week long things that mm. I've gone through over the last five or six years. I know it's going to be trouble for a week, and I'll be okay. So my off season started on Saturday, and so I haven't I haven't hardly moved since Saturday. I'm just trying to take it easy, trying to stay off my back. So to- rewind for me one more time. This started on Friday when you went out to do the pre-ride. Correct. Did you start filling it at all on Thursday? Was it tight at no. all? Or was all okay? No, hmm. no nothing. So I, I still don't know. think it, it white booty pants. <laughs> or 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 it might have been just hanging out with me doing the podcast last week and I rubbed <laughs> off true. on you. You get this like <laughs> Inconclusive pain for no freaking reason that just breaks your entire body, and then all of a sudden you can't ride bikes. I have an eerily similar story to tell you. On Saturday, I go for eight mile long run, longest run I've done in a little while. Felt really good the whole time. Get on the bus, and we sit kind of like this on the bus, right? Like it's like just super tight, curled position. Up. Curled That's up, kind of doing like a cannonball over yeah, there. Yeah, cannonball. Just, yeah, and you sit like that for you know whatever six hours, right? Like bus just like oh random buses get get. Get up the next day on Sunday, and I go for five k with David Goodman, one of a uh, friend of the podcast. Oh, very cool. We felt fine, felt fine, no problem. And we were running, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like a PR for five k because we were moving decently at the end of it." I was like, "You've totally turned into a 
decent runner. Last time I ran with him, we were running like 12 minute pace. This time yeah. I looked at the watch and I'm like, Dave, that was like an 830 mile. Like he's just become a decent runner. So it felt fine. Next day I go do the same thing, basically like another 5K. And I just feel this like pop in my hip. Like it's just like front <laughs> hip flexor. And I'm a mile and a half out and my wife's like, hey, um, you know, teacher conferences. I told you that this was going to happen at 1215. <laughs> Where are you? And I'm like, oh, I yeah. got to hustle back to get to the teacher conference thing and like i'm like limping and hustling or whatever and like i haven't run since <laughs> welcome to old men old <laughs> man talk old man talk How i know you, my hips like another on you? another week or so at least with this like some sort of tear in the hip flexor area oh, up top yeah it's getting old thing. Jake, what's broken on you? What you got? What you got, Jake? Backpedal. That's instead of backpedal. Back can pedal. we change the name of backpedal? Backpedal. <laughs> back you broke what? Re- yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Um, Jake's gonna have good news for us. It's like two wrongs, oh, one right. Everything always hurts, but I've gotten used to that. But I have been riding the trainer sparingly, but I've been doing this whole like a foam roll slash therapy ball thing that's been helping. actually helping a little bit. Like I've done a couple rides on the trainer where I did a workout, like a you know programmed workout, got through it. I'm like, I didn't have any pain. And I'm like, normally I would just get off, but I'm like, nope, I'm going to go and ride another 10 or 15 minutes and see how I feel and just you know keep it zoned too. And then one of those times I started doing that and then I'm like, I feel pretty good. Maybe I'm going to just kind of kick it up a notch and, and jump up into a you know another zone and see if I can hold something, you know, closer to ftp for yeah. a, a few and i did that and i felt pretty good i'm still like oh. sore and i'm still dealing with stuff but i think i'm starting to kind of maybe turn the corner a little bit be able to be able to get on the trainer a little bit this yeah. winter could be good yeah so and we've changed course a little bit with how we're approaching what's going on in my hip with the the therapy stuff and the acupunctures and what i'm doing to supplement that and um i think it might be working and i'm gonna be uh, you know continuing to do the the stuff that i need to do off the bike to get strong so Zwift has a new coastal range thing. I don't know oh, if they, you guys saw they that. They released a couple new yeah. routes. Is that it's, right? It, it's really just one like connector road, and then you can make a lot of routes out of it. Got so it. I rode that the other night. Cool. That's good. And that's what I've been riding on is Zwift. Have and, you? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So, Ride the new route. See what you think. Yeah, we'll check I mean, it out. You, you can look for Sasquatch. Yeah, we've right actually there. got it, – it's Thursday, like Lance mentioned. We're doing we're, – we're kicking off um, the – the rides that we put on on Zwift. So if you're interested in ever joining us, you can jump on Strava and go to Dialed Cycling. And um, if you join the club on there, you'll get all the invites to those. So the first one of the season will be tonight. We normally start these earlier in October. And it's usually one of those things that we wait for the weather to turn and then I go ahead and start it. But for all intents and purposes, the weather hasn't been all that bad nope, it all not. month long. So yep. it's starting to turn. Like today, it's it's a little rainy. And um, we've got people that would normally go out and do the gravel ride that are going to be jumping on the... Uh, the, the old Zwift to get their evening ride in, but we're going to start doing our uh, twice a week Zwift ride. So if you want to join us, come on out. Fantastic. Other than that, I don't have anything to backpedal because my life is boring. I work way too much. I get up too early and I go to bed early and I'm, everything always hurts. So yeah, <laughs> do that's all you need to news? Know. Do we have any lead out news? I mean, the guy that, who's the guy that we're looking for? Chambelli he has like sports. a, he, he has a job as like a sportscaster. <laughs> As Jay local Bailey news. here, oh. world's worst cycling sportscaster. <laughs> I'm digging into take, that. Do, take Dorothy out I'm for dinner and champ. not call her. <laughs> you leave Dorothy out of this. You leave Dorothy out of this. Dorothy out of this. <laughs> Such a good movie. We need um, to get to, we, that needs to be playing in the background when we do our be. 300th that's, episode. That's right. Yeah, stay tuned for more information on that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, what episode is this one? Oh, my gosh. This is 298. Is it 298? 298. Yeah. Okay. Wait. We're getting there, guys. I'm very confused. Yes, 298. What's up, champ? Uh, champ, uh, what has happened in cycling this last week? Nothing. <laughs> it's all rumors and rumors. speculation and transfer stuff. That's really about all that's happening. What do you think everybody's up to? Um, this is a quiet time of year. It is it's like triathlon too. It's just like not a lot. It's quiet. Uh, they're all they're all they're all cycling back on their doping schedules. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to about getting a gun, dealing crack, being a crack dealer. Not like a mean crack dealer, but like, you know, like a nice one. It's kind of friendly, like, hey, what's up, guys? You want some crack? Like a nice one. Yeah. They're, that's they're, what, they're, that's they're, Ricky they're Bobby. Lo- they're a local nice crack dealer, yeah. I think. Um, there are some You're rumors. Correct, You're there's, correct. there's rumors and speculation that are happening, but I think we'll get to some of that in our hot seat. 
Hot later seat. today. Ooh. So a uh, little teaser there for you. Um, if that's what we're doing. There were, there have been some cyclocross races um, that have happened, but... Um, who won, who won locally, do you know? I do. Uh, Max Ritzau. So, nice work, Max. So the cyc- uh, Cyclocross Crusade had races both on Saturday and Sunday, and they had the same podium both days, first, second, and third. Seriously, Max, yep. same results, huh? Yep, same results. <clears throat> uh, Max Ritzau from Eugene, he's like 24, uh, great kid. He ended up winning both days. Um, Steven Hartzell from Team S&M, who has had a fantastic year already. He got second both days. And guess which grandpa took third both days? Carl Decker? Carl Decker! Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Carl Decker showed up and did the races and took third both days. That's so, so freaking awesome. I, awesome. I think he's my exact age. And he is uh, 50 this year. Oh, is it 50 this year? Okay, yeah. so I don't know when me. his birthday actually is, so he... It's, his race age is his 50. His race age is 50. So he could be so, 49 still, yeah. but yeah. Oh, that's cool. So... So, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, the women's race, um, Taylor won the women's race on Saturday. And then on Sunday, the full uh, S&M team showed up, all in costume. Fantastic. Clara. And Clara and showed up and won. Did she, like, handily. mop the did, field? Did yeah. she have a costume? They were in, like... Oh, the um, whole group? They were in a... The whole group was in a costume where they wore, like... I don't exactly know what it was. They were wearing, like, pennies. Like, they were a like a, a baseball team or a soccer team with numbers on them over their oh, jerseys. cool. Yeah, and hmm. they all wore them, and, they all, and like, in like funny shorts too, but they were, yeah. That's cool. But Claire came out, raced in a costume, still won pretty handily. When do you think she's going to take off? I mean, do you know when she's going to head over to Europe? Know. Yeah, no? I don't know. Hmm. There were races that happened. Um, the, actually, this morning was the um, Koppenberg Cross race in Europe that goes up the cobbled Koppenberg climb. It actually finishes on that. And I believe Clara won it two years ago. Wow. Either won it, it was two years ago or one year ago, but she was not there, obviously. Um, but that happened this morning. It's not a World Cup race. It's just part of one of the big series races over there where all the pros actually still show up. Hmm. So, interesting. Cool. So, really, no real results to talk about <laughs> all right champ out <laughs> champ thanks out. champ um hey uh lance since you're you're gonna come b- b- before you come back and sit down in your chair when when old champ's gonna come out and get out of here can you go grab that little bucket thing over there that we it. do the whole like patreon thing with oh yeah, yeah. So patreon time. we made a promise look at lance he's moving all slow and gingerly oh we should have had me do man. that i can <laughs> I can move a little better than yeah, you can. Yeah, it's right over there. There you go, bud. Um, but yeah, we made a promise last week that we're going to do it this week, and that's going to be the case. Um, we are giving away another Dialed Cycling water bottle um, oh, made these by are nice people. our friends over at Camelback. To, to our Patreons. Super nice, people. super expensive, and this week we're going to be giving that bottle to Paul the name, and it's... These are random. This is, yep. These are random people. See if Matt can read this. this. Oh, Sarah Gates. Sarah Gates. Sarah freaking Gates was just on the podcast. We should have uh, been perfect timing. Yeah, she's a Patreon as well, so that's pretty she cool. She went down to Tucson for a couple days. She yeah. rode up... Uh, what, what, uh, what? Not Lemon. Yeah. 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 She's all over the place, and she's getting ready to head down to South America to go do a bunch of riding, right. too. So. She's doing like a 20-day tour in South America. She's making you look like a chump. She is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for your support, Sarah. We love you. And if anybody else is interested in becoming a patron, you can go to dialpodcast.com, click on the Patreon link, pick a patron level that works best for you, and we'll put your name in the hat and you can be part of this whole drawing process that we do all the time. Fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Hey. That's hot. 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 Is that hot? It is hot. So hot. That's hot. All right, let's do the hot seat. Who wants to go first, boys? You guys want to rotate? I always go first. Matt's going to go first, right? I don't know if I always go first. Is that true? Matt just dropped Alpha on you. He's going first. (laughs) He did. I'm just just succumbing. Yes. Matt, what's your question this week? I'm just going to throw out one that that was mentioned before or should be mentioned at least. Wout Van Aert, what are his chances at being a Grand Tour champion? Will he win the Giro? In 2024, like the, there's speculation, and there's a lot of people that are standing behind us saying that he is going to be the GC hope for Jumbo Visma racing the Giro in 2024. Does what it needs also to happen? feel like the Jumbo Visma can just be like, yeah, which one of our guys this time is going to win a GC? Because <laughs> when you start to think about it, 
last year, not the new team, but like they had four guys if you count well. It's, it's like, like how many middle fingers maybe. do they have on that team that they can throw up to everybody else and say, Oh, you're oh, gonna win yeah. which one which one's gonna, gonna win? win which yeah. one's yeah. <laughs> Tar team raises their hand. Uh, my turn. No. You don't think well, you- will not win a Grand Tour in 2024. Actually, this article was released on Cycling Weekly, I believe, like a few days ago, about that had part of Wout's schedule for 2024. So 2024 is an Olympic year, which kind of changes things for mm, some people. Good point, good point. And so the Olympic uh, time trial is like the 26th of July, and the Olympic road race is like the 7th of August. I think they're like a week apart. So these are close to the end of the Tour de France. So my thought is that a lot of the riders who really want to focus on the Olympics and trying to win an Olympic medal will probably not do the Tour de France or not do all of it. Or I think they'll be okay on the Tour de France. Is probably the races. I don't know. I think you'll see a lot of people drop out that drop last out. week. Yeah. That last week is supposed to be super tough. And yeah, I that think that sense. a lot of guys are just going to go get their fitness bumps and help out their teams as much as they can. And then depending upon where their team is standing, they're right. probably just going to say, see ya. It'll so, be interesting to see what teams are left in the final week. Right, correct. Because that final week is very difficult. Yeah. It ends with the team time, not team time. It ends with the time trial. Right. And so. Can you imagine what was a team time trial? <laughs> you guys got to hang trial. out. Sorry. Everybody's got to make it. Yeah, so so kind of interesting. So if if Wout's goals for next year are to win the Olympic gold in the time trial or the road race, he would be better served by doing like an altitude camp during during the Tour de France time than actually doing the Tour de France. So I don't know. So this article that came out, I think it's a lot of speculation. It came out that he was planning to do the Giro mm-hmm. um, and not... And, the, and the, the Tour de France was not on his schedule. So people are thinking, okay, he's planning to do the Giro. He must be going for GC if he's skipping the Tour de France, and then he's doing that. So there was all this kind of speculation that happened. No, Wout is not going to win a Grand Tour. In order for him to do that, he'd have to lose like five kilos, which is like 12 pounds. 12 pounds, yeah. So it's a lot to lose. And But my other problem with this is is Wout is Belgian right so what what are like the biggest wins for Belgian cyclists it's the it's these monuments mm-hmm. so has Wout won the Tour of Flanders or Paris-Roubaix no he hasn't won either of those races for a Belgian cyclic you know cycling right. racer to not have won one of those two monuments that's kind of a big big deal I think he wants to. Of course he wants to. He's been on the podium several times in both those races, but he has not won either one of those. So to be a good one-day you know, monument racer like Wout really is, you need those extra five kilos. I'm going to disagree with you. All right. Well, so here wrong. we go. Those monument races, they're every year. Wout still has a good window True. ahead of him of being at the top of his game and being able to win those. He has True. an opportunity right now to wind up for the Olympics, and those only happen every four years. So, what? Where is he going to be at in four years from now? Who knows? Who knows what his fitness is going to be? Plus, that that's just not an opportunity you get all of the time, and it's not every year, obviously. So, he's going to wind up for the Olympics. That's first thing. All right. The second thing is is um, the Giro probably sets him up pretty well for the Olympics in terms of training, it and does. then I think that you're going to see no out at the Tour de France. As much as I don't want to say that. Because it pains me because I love watching the guy race there. No wild at the tour. And then at those monuments, like I said, those are every year. He can come back next year and, and key in on those. So what makes sense? Go race the the Giro. Try and be the top dog there. Win that and, and put something on your resume that you've never had, that you have always said that that's not really your thing, but maybe now you've got the capacity to do it. And then wind up and, and get ready for the Olympics. And then everything else is either going to be like, if it fits slots in and I do well, great, but those are going to be the two things that I'm going to key in on for my year. And that's what it's going to be. And then the, to your point about his having to lose 12 pounds, he's wow. freaking art, dude. He doesn't need to lose 12 kilo or 12 pounds. He can get away with four or five or six pounds. That, that'll make a pretty significant difference for him. And he's got the likes of Jumbo Visma to support him through a grand tour. I think he needs to do it. 
I think he should try and do it and see what happens. And if it if it falls apart, then maybe just recalculate because it's still early enough in the well. Granted, it's going to screw up the, the classics, but it's still early enough to where he could say, well, maybe I'll go to the the tour and ride many, for a couple. How weeks many there. stones is that that he has to lose? <laughs> <laughs> One eighth of a stone. I don't know. I don't know how much a stone is. I uh, think, what do you think, Matt? I think that he. I kind of agree with Jake in that, like, I think a lot of these big athletes are going to be thinking Olympics, Olympics, Olympics. But I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with Lance. Like monument is a monument that's huge, and it's kind of in his wheelhouse. It's it's a little bit more in his wheelhouse than like a Grand Tour, right? Where you're going to look at three weeks and you're going to look at some serious climbing stages, which he can do. I get. I just I don't know. Have we ever seen Wout ride in that kind of a role where he's not going out and being the protagonist nope. and, and being the one that's like not, you know, going for stage wins on a like a sprint stage i mean he's We've always never seen out there. him as a protected rider exactly like there's a lot of stuff that that guy does over the course of the weekend if you look at the volume of work that he puts in over a grand tour trying to win stages and doing work and support for his other team and blowing himself out like if you evened all of that out and put him in a gc role where your job is to ride protected save your bullets and and put that into something that can help you win a grand tour around yeah. a fantastic team why wouldn't that be something that you could do yeah I I just don't think I I'm what I love to see Wout be a protected rider yeah. and and go for a grand tour. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I just don't think that he cares about it. Do you think that he looked at the likes of Sep Kuss and like, wait, Sep just won a grand tour. <laughs> I know I'm a better cyclist. Maybe he's a better climber than I, but I'm a better all around cyclist. If he can win it, granted, there's some scuttlebutt still there to talk about. There is. Why can't I win a grand tour? And like he's wants to go down as one of the greatest cyclists of all time. So why not try your luck on a year where you've got the Olympics and then you've got the ability to maybe slot in it and, and take a shot at this grand tour. And then maybe a few other things earlier in the season. Why not take a swing at that? It lines up. It, it kind of makes sense. Okay. So here's a question. Would you rather have a grand tour win or an Olympic gold medal? Both. <laughs> no, but you can you can do both. You can do the Giro and you can do the gold medal. But to answer your question, I think that it's going to carry more weight for a, a Wout to have a gold medal. I think that that's the whole world knows what a gold medal, medal is. is. And yeah. everybody's going to be watching. Yes. I don't know if there'll be as many eyeballs on that race as there would be like on a no. Grand Tour or the Tour de France. But, you know, everybody knows what that is. And that's it's an opportunity that you only get every four years. Yes. So it's just it like in your cycling career, you're lucky if you can do two Olympics, maybe three if you've got a really long storied career, but you only get a couple whacks at that. That's and true. the fact that it's a little bit more difficult to get, it's a little bit more elusive because still things got to go your way. You still got to. He, didn't he get silver last year in the time trial? I don't remember. I think he did. The, I think he was in the, the last Olympics. Yeah. So four Pardon years me. ago. Yeah. Okay. Last Olympics. I. I don't recall. Anyway, it was it was a long time ago, long Lance. Time that was a long time ago. <laughs> so I don't know. So you honestly, you don't think he'll? I think yes, he will do the Giro, but I do not think he will go for GC. Who else would be their GC guy? It's not going to be Vingago, do you think? No, it won't be Vingago. And no more Roglic. So no more Roglic. Who else? Sep. Would I mean? There, there's been whispers of Sep. Sep. Sepp has said he's not doing the triple next year. He's not going to do all three Grand Tours, although he wasn't planning on doing all three Grand Tours this last year. Yeah, I'm still tired from three. watching that, but yeah. <laughs> tired from watching. But uh, yeah, um, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I, Maybe they do make it. I, yeah, so, I, I Someone's just going to raise out. their hand on the team and be like, my I'll, turn. I'll be, I'll be yeah. the GC guy. I mean, for the Vuelta, does Sepp have to defend that? N no, but he said he would like to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what he'll do. You, you I mean, kind of have to say, okay, let's, he'll, let's he'll build this around him. He'll yeah. skip the Giro and then he'll skip the Giro. He'll yeah, he'll, do, he'll do his work in the tour for Vingigo, and, and then hopefully Vingigo will help him in the Vuelta. Yeah, mm -hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. Freaking awesome. Are those guys doing the the Olympics? Probably. I, I doubt it. Sep Sep maybe no, Sep but like I would no. think Vingigo would. But Vingigo probably will because he's got a shot at the time trial and the road yeah. race. Yeah, more a shot at the time trial. It's hmm. interesting. So, so I, have to look, I wonder what the course is like for the time trial because that'll make a big difference. Yeah. So Matt, does he do the Giro? Yeah. Does yeah. he win the Giro? Do no. they put him in GC no. for the Giro? No. No. So no, they're not going to support him in GC, and no, he has no shot at winning. And oh, but he'll be there. I mean, he. 
it's not like he doesn't have a shot. Like he's no, like it's not as if he couldn't do well as a GC or anything. I just don't think that he'll get the nod. I mean, I think it'll be someone like Sep. So gotcha. Lance and you're adamantly against all of those things. Uh, yes, he'll do the Giro. No, he will not be going for GC. Mm -hmm. Man, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see it, but I just don't. Do you think he's going to race the tour? And do you think he'll finish the... No. Do you think he'll start the tour and just not finish it or just not go at all? He's kind of already said, well, it's not on his calendar as of yet for this next year. Although other calendars is speculation too. Other calendars can change from month to month. But no, I think that um, he'll probably be better off training or at altitude during the during the Tour de France time than actually and uh, prepping for... I will bet you a bubbly water that you're wrong. Bring it. He's going to do a two-week two week tour. Like, and then bail. Yeah, because he's going to be like, ooh, I can get the yellow jersey. That'll be fun. Yeah. Do that for a little while. Yeah, hmm. it'd be cool if he... He's He is one of those people, especially in those first three days of the tour, that could easily... Well, not easily. He could be someone that snags it. But he's had the yellow jersey. He's already he's done, done that in his that. career. Been there, done that. Wouldn't he rather have a gold medal than a yellow jersey? He has time to do both. All right. Lance Hepler? Yes. Do you have a hot seat question, of no, course? No, Matt stole mine. Well, <laughs> so hot. Uh, Just make something up. <laughs> hot seat. Uh, <laughs> How do you fix a lower back injury? I can't hot. even think. I can't even think straight. <sighs> um, d- d- is is Vanderpool going to win this the, the cycling World Championships again. Jij bent een klootzak. Yeah, that's a terrible question because um, who knows? He's, he is gonna he is gonna race it, but um, yeah. but who knows? He's I, still taking like another month off before. I wonder he how he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want me it's, to go next? Yeah, you go. It's funny that those guys can like come into cyclocross late and be so dominant. It's funny. Well. They're just better than everybody. Right? <laughs> Clearly. You're like, when do we want to win? Okay, now? Okay. okay. We'll go do this now. What is going to happen to the cycling world with Wiggle going into administration? What's over Wiggle? In- what the hell is administration? <laughs> What's Wiggle and who administrates it? Are it's- you wiggling your administration? I got a Wiggle for you right here. <laughs> wiggle is an actually, it's a, a massive sporting goods company yeah. and it has a huge um, cycling division called Chain Reactions, if I'm not mistaken. And they do sell stuff all over the world and they have massive amounts of inventory and it turns out that they're having a hard time paying their bills. Okay, so this is a this is a, a UK British, a UK company, based company. Right? Exactly That's the way I think of it is like Wiggle UK wait wait a long time for shipping and you can still get good deals there. Yeah, so so they're going into administration, which is their way of the the courts kind of coming in and taking over um, in terms of like what's going on with them in from a business perspective, so that they can get themselves aligned and get people paid and. Um, either help make the company solvent or help it have a, a graceful exit so that um, it's not leaving a big giant hole with all of their different vendors who they owe money to. So um, the problem That's is scary. that people right now in the industry are making, not making, they're, they're a little bit concerned that what if they have a massive fire sale and they all of a sudden yeah. push everything out there? I mean, let's be honest, the economy right now is not not great. It's well, struggling. And the cycling industry is is in trouble, kind of. A little bit, it yeah. Is, it has been hurting this whole last several There could months. be a double whammy, too, because we're going to have a lot of pressure for um, our standard, like, holiday shopping. Really, I mean, it, it, we, we call it Black Friday here in the U.S., but, like, it's kind of gone global, that sale time frame, like, right after, for the U.S. again, I'm very U.S.-centric, but I'm like, Right after Thanksgiving, we have this Black Friday thing where we have massive deals and it's kind of been a bit pushed worldwide. And if you have a company like this, that's like, yep, and our prices are already rock bottom. Yeah, and there's another little tidbit that a lot of folks don't know. There's this thing called MAP, which is your minimum advertised price. In the United States, if you were a retailer, so like say a bike shop, and you want to sell goods, um, you have to have a dealer agreement. And a part of that agreement is that you abide by their MAP policies, meaning that you will never advertise their um, goods for less than the minimum advertised price. If you do that, you'll definitely get you know somebody reaching out to you and telling you to correct it immediately. If you don't um, 
make that right, or if you have multiple offenses, they will shut you off. They will turn off your dealer agreement, and then you can no longer sell stuff. So you have to buy that, and, and that's how they help protect their products. That's how they help protect you know all of the different people selling their stuff, so that they're not getting um, people undercutting each other and whatnot here in the United States. However, how Wiggle doesn't have in to the apply United to that. Kingdom. Yeah. It's illegal. It's illegal. Yeah. The the country has basically said that manufacturers cannot. Um, impose map policies on the because different... Because it's price fixing in a weird way, if you think it about it. It kind of is, yeah. You can't make it go lower than this. Exactly. So if you're willing to sell something for 1% over what your cost is, you can do that. You're or not going to make much money, and it's not good. In this case for Wiggle, it'll probably be a negative, because if they it just need very to pay, well could be. So, pay bills... Yeah, if they've got to pay bills or make themselves solvent, they could dump a crap ton of stuff on the economy or in the, the, the marketplace for cycling. And all of a sudden, that's going to affect retailers, not just in the UK, but around the world. So theoretically, what's funny here is like if Wiggle gets into a situation where they're selling stuff at less than their cost, other bike retailers could literally buy it up at a better price than they could get from their... <laughs> Well, true. Than the manufacturers, they'd and, really and have then, to discount it for that, but it's possible. It Lance, is, I've seen it before. It's, yeah, it's and I've, before I've too. taken advantage of it a few times yeah. just because we needed certain and things. Then, and like, wait, what? You're selling it for less than what I can get it for? Yeah, <laughs> come okay. on now. That makes sense. Yeah. And then there's like, if you specify like tax purposes, you don't have to pay taxes on it because you have to sell it again, and then it's going to be taxed. Right. Yeah. So it's it's crazy, but it happens. Yeah. So, is this going to have a massive effect on the cycling? community the cycling um industry i think if wiggle has a fire sale yep. or it gets shut down and just tries to get rid of their inventory yeah that can have effect they're so big they mm -hmm. have so if they have a ton of inventory if they're sitting on inventory like every bike related business seems to be sitting on inventory oh, yeah. at this moment i mean yeah that that could have a ripple effect across the united states it very well couldn't it if it's not one of those things that's like all of a sudden they're going to be doing this for like the next two years. So it's not going to be affecting them that way. But it could be something for, you know, two, three months that they could be just dumping right. all the stuff. But a lot of businesses right now, if they're not set up correct, they're going to be in a bad way because yeah. people are going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to buy that from you. I'm going to get it over here because it's like super cheap and um, you're losing out on that sale. And that's just less business that's already not coming in the door. And these companies need to stay solvent as well. They need to be able to pay their bills. They need to pay their employees. They need to keep the lights on and pay their rent. And if they're all of a sudden going from like, oh my gosh, it's that time of year where things start to dip down. It's a tiny bit seasonal yeah. in a lot of parts of the world. And all of a sudden you're losing even more. That could be bad times for a lot of people that aren't set up correctly or don't have that cushion or don't have the ability to ride that kind of a storm out. It's it's a little bit nerve-wracking. For us at the lab, I'm not worried about it because of the way that the business has been built. We're 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 good. I mean, like yeah. we could go, you know, for a couple months and, and be just fine. It's it's not really that big of a deal. But for other bike manufacturers or not manufacturers, but other bike shops, that could be something that could be like a a, a a death blow to them. If they're and running really thin, this could be a dead blow. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, I mean, again, it's, it's weird with them and shipping and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to be a massive effect. And then I, th I would guess, and this is again, huge speculation that they are like a lot of these modern companies tend to run a pretty tight ship as far as inventory goes. I mean, again, if this was 10, 20 years ago, you would have a massive like warehouse full of inventory. And I'm guessing Wiggle doesn't do, I'm sure they have some sort of warehouse, but I'm guessing it's not like as massive as, I mean, the, the whole like just in time inventory thing is real and it has been popular and it's been more and more popular as like modern inventory systems kind of have taken place. And so my guess is that it'll be a drop in the bucket as far as the effect. Not that a drop in the bucket can't be an effect of some sort, but I don't think it's going to be a massive effect on the entire industry worldwide. And I think it'll be even less felt in the U.S. just because there is a slight barrier to shipping outside of uh, the U.K. when it comes to this particular company. Yeah. So, Especially if you're getting something big, like, it, like it, a bike or a trainer. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about like, all right, I'm going to sell this for a loss, so I'm willing to go 10% under loss, but then it's like, okay, but then I got to ship it, so that's going to cost extra there. They really have to like mega discount it to get it all the way across the <laughs> I'm looking pond. through their website, and they have all these Black Friday deals up. What? It's not it, Black Friday. It, it's it's, What's this Black, is, Black this Friday has turned into Black November. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm serious. It's, already, like, it's, it's popping up. I get emails 
daily from all kinds of different things because you know try and pay attention to what's going on in the marketplace and everybody's already starting that process like pre-black day deals come yeah. get your stuff like everybody's trying to get ahead of it because they're a little bit concerned i mean things are a little bit slow yeah and everybody's yeah. fighting for business right now crazy it does say here that uh wiggle and as of september 22 the group revealed that it had a pre-tax loss of over 97 million euros Okay. That's brutal, and it's only gotten worse since then. That's so brutal. I don't know. It's um, jeez. It, oh, they're probably riding real high during COVID, yep. and then that's tricky to maintain. Lance, are you going to start shopping at Wiggle now? Uh, yep, yeah, I'm. I'm going to all the sales. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was when when you brought it up earlier today. Even, I'm surprised you've never heard of that. I I think I've probably pulled it up and thought I'm not buying something from the UK, and immediately went away from it. You've never heard of chain reaction cycles, huh? No. I can. I actually bought stuff from them before in the past, just because it was good deals, was and good there's deals. things that I didn't need right away. And it's it's not terribly long to wait to get stuff from them. I mean, I think it was like maybe a week or eight or nine days at most. That wasn't that bad. That's and if you're bad. gonna save, like if you're gonna, I I remember I bought a saddle, and this is before I you know could take care of myself in, in this way. But it was like a three hundred and fifty dollar saddle that I ended up getting for like. I don't know, 180 bucks or 190 bucks. I'm like, that's worth it. I'm like, I didn't need it right away. So just went ahead and ordered it. You're completely wrong. The Wiggles are an Australian children's (laughs) music group. They formed in Sydney in 1991. Now that I do know the Wiggles. You know about them. I do know about the Wiggles. Just a little bit. I think that's a different band. I know, but still. This is a a children's group that kind of looks like they have like Star Trek type outfits (laughs) from what I can tell. Oh, I don't know. It's it, I. I hope that this doesn't completely implode. I hope that they don't blow up. Um, I hope that they're able to like survive even. But I would be good. Yeah. I, I, it's not going to be good for anybody except for the consumers short term. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's not good for the cycling community when your local bike shops or your small independent dealers are having issues because of things that are happening in the economy. And it makes it even worse when you have the likes of a, a wiggle that's going to like potentially like just throw this whole tidal wave of like discounts that's going to eat up a lot of their earning potential. I don't think wiggle was particularly good for local bike shops. Probably not. No, on a whole them kind of struggling. I don't know if that's good news or bad news. Lance didn't know about him. So I think we're all right. (laughs) Lance, did you have enough time to come up with a hot seat question? Yes. Is it hot? (laughs) No. Oh no. Here we go. It's not hot. Okay. What? Cold seat question. Cold seat question. <laughs> okay, what was the favorite uh, costume you saw at Halloween? Oh, that came to your door. Oh, geez, I. Oh, there was some. Okay, so this little girl was dressed up, and <laughs> this is a problem because I don't know the right answer. Uh, she comes to the door, and you know, she had like her friends with her or whatever, and she has like stitches painted. Her face was painted green or whatever. I'm like, oh, you're like Frankenstein's wife. Oh, this is. No, I'm such and such anime character. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> just that was pretty my favorite. Okay. My favorite because I was just, this is so wrong. <laughs> I've seen it gone. All right. I don't know. It's not a great answer, but I don't know if I, 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 God, I don't even know. I had, um, I, cause every year, sorry, I'm stumbling my words here. Every year, I'm the one that stays home and hands out to the kid, the yeah. candy of the kids. And I've got a whole routine down and I, I do dumb things just like, you know, like, wanted to give them like a cool experience and give them like extra little cool things. And then I keep track of how many trick or treaters we get every year. And if you look at our big candy bowl, there's a post-it note for every year from like the last 10 years that shows exactly how many people came and who came for what time first. And the, what was the last oh, one and geez. the whole bit. And it's just kind of been fun. And, and everybody kind of thought it was dumb like the first year or two, but now that there's like 10 of them in there, my whole family always goes back and like, Oh they yeah, this year was bad. This year was good. And like, Oh, did we beat the record this year? <laughs> so for me this year, I'm sitting here, and I had everything set up at five o'clock because we generally get our first trick or treater about yeah. five fifteen to five like thirty somewhere there. The, the littles, exactly. And you know, I'm waiting for these kids to show up. And this year, I had like all kinds of like glow sticks and like cool things to hand out to the kids oh, so they can kind of make a spectacle. And then we also buy a ton of full size candy bars. Uh, I want to be that house. I want the kids to come out there and you know like get excited about that and tell other kids to come by and you know hopefully in that process we won't get egged because we were the cool people that handed out stuff, <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. know, that kind of thing. So um, anyway, it, it's 5.30, it's 5.45, it's 6 o'clock, it's 6.15. I'm like, holy crap, I still have not had a trick-or-treater come by. 
I didn't get the very first one. I think the time was 6.28. Finally got wow. the first trick-or-treater that came by. I'm like, oh, geez, it's going to be a slow night. And oh, then geez. 15 minutes later, it was just like this onslaught. And we ended up getting almost 50 trick-or-treaters, which was uh, six or seven shy of our record. So that was pretty good. That's good. So in terms of like my favorite trick-or-treater, I don't know what the best costume was. Uh, we had some neighbors like two doors down, and their whole family did Mario-themed. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, that's that's, good. It was like that's nice. The little boy was Mario, then the little girl was Luigi, and then the mom was Princess. I don't remember what the dad was, but it was like I was like, oh, this is good. This is a good family theme here. I can't. I can definitely get behind any sort of f- like full family themed ideas. You don't get it, any trick or treaters at the compound. Not a single one. No, no. zero. I, I mean, I don't think uh, we've lived there for twenty five. Do you guys years. even buy candy and have have it ready? No. Uh-uh. no. Because no, the, I, the compound has a gate, and it just says it says "f you go it away, says, go to hell, <laughs> trick or treaters." So do yeah. cups. Um, my cross country team came by. Oh, that's cool. Because like they're coming to dinner to my house tonight, so they had my address. So it's like that's the first mistake, and so they're just like, "Hey, what time's trick or treating at your house?" And I'm like, "Uh oh." The, the whole guys team. I'm like, "Come on in." So, so you've never had trick or treaters, but let me ask you a question. What's your take on like the 13 to 15 year old showing up not wearing a costume saying trick or treat? Oh, if they're not wearing a costume, exactly. That's a little bit lame, but you know, I don't, I don't care. I give them, give them all candy. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Share the, spread the love. (laughs) Those are the ones that if you don't give them something are going to egg your house. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I did have one little girl that, um, rolled up. She was probably like seven ish six or seven and i've got this big bucket of full-size candy bars and she's a part of this group and it was a big group and it was a mix and there was like probably four or five kids that were like you know early teens no costume on they came up and made sure to grab you know a candy bar out of there they had like a, a mom with them and i was telling my wife about this i'm like i don't know how you would have handled this but they were all a little bit like over the top a little bit in terms of like not aggressiveness but just like expecting things yeah. and anyway the mom's with them and there's like little kids like six seven eight years old and then there's like teenagers and then there's this mom who's wearing a we'll call it a, a sexy police officer outfit <laughs> that was borderline probably not something that she should have been wearing out there i'm like you're out here trick-or-treating with your kids oh and that. i'm like gosh. yeah to each their own. i really don't personally care but i'm like some other people might take it from but this little girl comes up and she puts her hand in there and she like the claw went in there and grabbed like five or six candy bars. I'm like, oh, no, 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 just one. Just one there, kiddo. Nice try, though. And, and then the mom kind of comes up and she pushes the kids over. She's like, I'm taking this one, wearing her sexy cut. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, it's one thing for you to be wearing what that, but it's nothing. But here? Yeah, anyway, that is what it is. But um, going back to like the, the best costume, I can't remember who was the best. So I, I don't know. There was just a bunch of cool little things out there. Uh, the best costumes I saw at the, at the costume race was there was a whole team that all dressed up as the average Joes. The dodgeball team oh, from oh, dodgeball. Yeah. So they're all in their average Joe's outfits in, you know, like that's great. Their race kits. And as they came around the team tent, there was like five or six people with dodgeballs that were just hucking them at them. them <laughs> that's right. What so, team was that? It was a mix of people. It was always oh, a composite team. Yeah. Well, it like or just friends. It was just a bunch of friends that, okay. that did it. So that was kind of cool. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Other than that, that's it. All right. Cool. Let's move this on. Guy. This, this I got to rock cool. out here. You, Matt, Matt's you want to do one last here. thing? Um, I'm posting my third video in the series for Apple Watch Ultra is running with the Apple Watch Ultra. I haven't got That'll to watch the bike eh. one yet, but I will check that out. How's it doing? Um, I changed the thumbnail, see if I can get it. Generating some, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little slow. Uh-huh. It's okay. Yeah, it's Matt Legrand though. It's it'll get watches, plenty of watches, plenty of views. Fine. Cool. It'll be fine. Matt, get out of here. You got you got crap to do. Yep. Do you need like a kidney belt and like a some headgear and some boxing gloves? Do you want me to help you cash that check? <laughs> I need to help yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye guys. Take care, buddy. See ya. Lance, you got one last thing for us? Uh, one last thing for us. Uh, this weekend is the Obra State Championships for cyclocross. I will not be attending, but um, uh, it is at Fernwood Quarry. Um, so Saturday will be the state championships and Sunday will be the regular, uh, cross crusade race. So that's what I know is happening and coming up in our local race scene. Um, I'm not going to make it. Ah, bubber. Yep. Cool. My one last thing will be the 300th podcast is coming up. So this is 298. We'll do 299 next week. And then the 300th, we are 
tentatively looking at November 12th, which is a Sunday, and we're tentatively looking at 6 p.m. as a time, and we're going to do a live broadcast. Cool. Um, we are reaching out to a particular location where we have been before, and we want to see if they will have us back again, and if that's the case, um, I think it's okay to mention. It'll be Ben's Bottle Shop if we can make it work, which is in Vancouver, Washington, so um, stay tuned. If we can make that work, we would love to have a, a big audience come out, check out the podcast, and if anybody has anything that they would like to throw at us to, to potentially talk about, um, we'll take those too. So Excellent. Yeah. Or we could just do it in your family room. No. Oh. It'd be funny. <laughs> your wife would love that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have it over at Matt's house and his, his wife can <laughs> Just do it at Matt's house. <laughs> Kristen will love us. Matt came over here and he's having his uh, cross country team over tonight. And uh, he was getting his house ready and he tells his wife, Oh, I got to go do a podcast. She's like, She's like you're, frantic you're cleaning the this house. Is like, this is your thing and you're leaving and I have to do all the cleaning. I think, I don't know. I think Matt might have taken a couple body blows in that, yeah, but Matt's in trouble. Yeah. As he should be, right? <laughs> he should be. <laughs> cool. We forced him to come here anyway. There so. you go. Cool. And then one other thing, too, while I have your attention, we do have our Slack channel that we've set up for the general dialed cycling community. If you're interested in joining that, you can go to dialedcycling.com. There is a tab at the very top menu under fun stuff. You can click on that and there is a join the dialed Slack. So basically, the way that Slack works is um, we actually have to send you an invitation via a link. And these links are only good for a certain amount of time. So we just can't have a live link up there all the time so what you go is do is you go and you fill out this form as soon as we get that from you you'll get a response back from one of our people on our team and it will give you a link that you can um, add yourself to that and uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff in there and the, the hope is that we can have a lot of great communication uh, topics of you know discussion and sharing information and if you got questions you can do that and you can have access to Lance Hepler and, and uh -oh. ask him all I am on that channel as well so you can direct <laughs> message me maybe I shouldn't have said that yeah there you go but anyway uh, if you want to check that out uh, go to DallasCycling.com otherwise we will be back next week with another one of these and until then bye for now